This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we catch up on life with new babies. But who really cares? Because we've got Dr. Karp, author of The Happiest Baby and Toddler on the Block books. He will save us. Woo! Uh, I said woo as if, and I looked around the room as if this place was filled with people. Oh, it's, 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 uh, they're, they're here. <laughs> they're here in spirit. <laughs> they're cheering for the happiest baby on the block. Oh, save us, Dr. Karp. Uh, <laughs> speaking of spirits, I just... Just made me think of something. Uh, I assume that babies can see ghosts because there are a number of times throughout the day, like Ellis will be in the kitchen with me and he'll be like in his high chair mm-hmm. or like on the, you know, wherever I stick him in some seating device that I have. I have lots of seating so you've, devices you've for babies. So you've decided to stop just carrying him around all the time? I just, well, the, the new high chair has wheels, so he's a little bit like moving okay. like animal around. Yeah. You know? like, uh, anyway, so, but there are like a number of times he'll just like look up yeah. somewhere and uh-huh. just start laughing uh-huh. and smiling. Catherine Bell did this too. And then it's really creepy when it's like just right over my shoulder. Yeah. And I'm like, you're like, huh? I just, huh? like, you know, I've just decided that it probably is ghosts mm-hmm. and that they're clearly here to entertain my child so I can get things done. That's nice. So I just give it a little shout out of thank you, ghosts. Hope you're not going to convince me to murder my family in a year from now. <laughs> in the meantime, thanks for amusing my baby. Amazing. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're haunted. Uh, oh, always. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. I don't know how to answer that question. Like, <laughs> let's just move on. Then. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, no. I just. I like. I don't even lie. know. Yeah. I think we'll get into it more later. Yeah. But like, I just don't. I don't know how I am because I have not had a chance <laughs> to take stock of myself. All right. Okay, so maybe we'll save the show to take stock of yourself. Yeah, but I I can say a little bit of news. Okay. Um, I have decided to pull Simon out of preschool for the summer. Woo! The whole summer. Yeah. It may Are be you a drunk? fail. I know. <laughs> I know. See, like, is there refer some, like, back to what I just said a few minutes ago, which is that I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Are you in some sort of like weird hormonal state where you think you should like? really be a mother to two children no, simultaneously not at all <laughs> no not at all i it, it happened because right. i just briefly yeah. it happened because uh i don't even know i don't even know how to begin okay basically it <laughs> happened because you know i've been he's been in this preschool for a little while he's right. been sort of adjusting to it. it's been going okay well there were some rough times you mentioned earlier this year just in yeah. terms of the room like going yeah, up to the bigger boy into room this right. big room right. you know he's like the youngest kid yeah um there's a lot going on it's a little bit chaotic um, sure. and then his schedule has been kind of funky because he's only there three days a week and when mm-hmm. he's there he naps like these epically long naps <laughs> like he naps for like three hours right and then it really like throws his schedule off for the rest the week and he doesn't go to bed at night when he comes Mm. home and all these things and like the only thing I could see to do was either make him full time at this school or just pull him out right because it just was too funky yeah and because we're looking at some other schools for the fall it just made sense to me like 
I remember last summer being kind of like bummed that I didn't have the summer with him. And right, right now I'm home so much anyway because I'm with Oscar anyway. Yeah. That it just seemed like, why not do it now when he starts school in the fall, whether it's this place or another place. It'll be full time and then he'll be in school full time. Right. So this is what we're doing. I think good for you. Thanks. I'm just going to say good for you uh, because you're, you know, we've talked about it on the show. When your gut tells you that yeah. you should do something, do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I mean, unless your gut says get in the car and drive away. Into the ocean. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> At least just be by yourself when you do that. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm going out for milk, honey. Yeah. Never coming back. But um, yeah, don't, uh, don't, I hope you don't question it. I hope you just Thank do you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. We'll just haul that kid out with us all summer. Yep. Just going to drag him just around drag from that this kid place around. to that other place. And yep. It'll That's be great. right. Gonna love it. <laughs> Line up some summer activities for Simon. Yep. That'll be good. Okay. And we'll Thanks. look back on it like three weeks from now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, uh, my only small news before yeah. we get into the, yeah. the larger catching up was we uh, put Ellis in, we, we put together the real crib. Oh, okay. So we said goodbye to Creepy Cradle. Oh, Creepy uh, Cradle. <laughs> Which wasn't really doing And you a lot. wonder why your children are haunted. I know, I know. Southern and Catholic. They start their lives in this <laughs> haunted cradle. Haunted cradle got put away. And and here's the sad thing about that. I'm like putting it, we're like taking it mm-hmm. apart. And I turned to Stephanie and I said, This is it. Yep. We're now the keepers of the cradle till the next generation Whoa. has a baby. Dang. Dang. And is I'm right. sure they'll definitely want what? to use it. <laughs> so you better Hang on to that. Yep. Uh, so we'll just wrap. I'm like, how do I even store this thing? Uh, but the but the crib is there, and it's big, and it's mm-hmm. very happy. I'm actually going to reference back to this in my genius fail moments uh-huh. later. I won't give away too much magic. But it was like, but, you know, again, emotionally, there was something about putting the cradle away and realizing we're not using that bad boy anymore. Mm-hmm. And moving up to the big, to the, to the crib that everybody generally uses once their child's born. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're just late to that party. But it does mean that he's just bigger. Yeah. He's bigger. He's bigger. How old is he now? He is five months. Yeah. Like basically tomorrow. Five oh, months five officially. Months and, um, and, you know, I busted out Catherine Bell's old bumper. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. little bunnies on it. Aww. So that when it smothers him, he sees the bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta happen <laughs> because the cr- the cripple do it because it was discontinued from IKEA years ago. Anyway, okay, it's good. fine. It's fine. Good. Haunted cradle. But what really matters today is that we've got the happiest baby on the block, uh, happiest toddler on the block, author here, uh, and we may not ever. Uh, let him get off the phone with us. Yeah. Because he's think... going to solve all our problems. Yeah. We're just going to be like grilling him, <laughs> essentially. No, what if my child yeah. <laughs> is not going to sleep anymore? Uh, but in the meantime, it's been, we've been off for two weeks. We appreciate everybody. Uh, well, I guess one week. Yeah. yeah. But it's been, it's been two, two weeks, weeks since we've seen each other. Since we've caught up. So yeah. we're going to spend the day kind of catching up on what life is like with babies now. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise.
Teresa, yes. what's life with a baby like now? <laughs> Great. I thought you'd never ask. Oh, I've been just been on the tip of my tongue for two weeks. Yeah. How um, old is Oscar? Just so he just turned six months. <laughs> okay. That's right. Um, so he turned six months a couple days ago. Okay. Um and yeah, I've just been thinking about I I just don't know which end is up essentially right now. Like Simon, because we're pulling him out of preschool, uh they require us to give a month notice. So, oh, so everybody know. knows he's so going to be leaving. Everybody knows he's leaving, which is funny. Um, <laughs> everybody's been nice. You know, he's been there for a while. But um, so I'm not having him there for full days for the most part. I'm just picking him up at half days. Right. And he's like coming home and napping with me because he he'll nap for like 45 minutes rather than like three hours. <laughs> and then he'll actually go to bed at night when it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Um, and so he's been there, like, it seems like he's never there anymore because of this, you know? So he's there essentially right. from, like, you know, 9 in the morning to, like, 12, 15 or more something. More importantly, he's with you now. Right. Way more. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. He's with me. And so he's there, like, a tiny amount of time. He's with me a lot of the time. Yeah. Plus, we went away for a week. And right. so he was with us all that week. With all of that going on and with, like, going away with our family for a week and and then, like, when we got back, Jesse was immediately just in work, mm-hmm. completely in work, and then immediately went away for, like, a five-day uh, Jordan-Jesse go tour. Mm-hmm. I have been very, like, deeply entrenched <laughs> in this mothering business <laughs> like i mean it's kind uh, of it's nuts it's like nuts. it's i i just i'm i've haven't been away from both my kids at the same time mm. in i guess since the last time we were here 2 right. weeks ago like it's been so much all the time of just both of them, but also when one isn't there, I'm still with the You're other still one. Still with the other, yeah. And you know, and now that Oscar's getting a little bit older, he's, um, you know, he's like so much more fun now. He's like doing more stuff, but he's he's not just like sleeping attached to me anymore. He's like right. he's. Got, he needs a lot of stuff, and he's moving around, and he's grabbing things. And, oh, the grabbing. You know, I can't right. just, like, hold him and do stuff because he will grab whatever I'm doing. Right. So it's it's kind of, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's, it hasn't been bad. It's just been kind of out-of-body experience. Well, let me ask you. Let me, let's take us back a little bit because you went on vacation. Yeah. We, we, that was the last time we all spoke. You mm-hmm. were going on vacation, and you were trying something new. You guys were trying something new. You were bringing yes. your sister yeah. to uh, hopefully give you guys a break. Yes. So I want to hear how that went. How that went. Because <laughs> um, I feel like that might play. I want to I see if that plays into this a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was awesome having her. Yeah. Like, I definitely 100% w- happy that we did that. Um, my sister, though, is also, like, my best friend. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think probably at l- over half of the reason it was great was just that I got to have my best friend there, right. you know? Um, and 
So it was really fun to get to spend time with her. She doesn't live nearby us or anything. Um, and she's amazing with my kids. So it was great for Simon to have, like, a playmate, like, yeah. the whole time. And, um, you know, she got to have some bonding time with Oscar. And Jesse and I did have, like, two date nights. That's um, nice. But we didn't go very far just because of, like, weird yeah, sure. bedtime stuff and Oscar's still nursing and stuff. Like, we would just go to dinner, like, on the hotel property where yeah. we were staying but it was still nice to be able to do that like we wouldn't have been able to do that if she hadn't have been there um but it was definitely like I definitely felt like having her there aside from those two date nights having her there was like very freeing I felt for Jesse and yeah. not so much for me and like not not that that's anyone's fault but my own. Like, I, I really could have done a lot more of, like, okay, it's your guys with the kids, and I'm just going to go do my own thing. Right. But, like, that's not my style. Like, I want to, like, I wanted to be with my sister. I wanted to be with Jesse, and I wanted to be with the kids. And so we kind of all, like, we kind of all stayed together for well, a lot of it. And, like, if we're all together... I'm still kind of doing everything, yeah. and Fran, my sister, is, like, supporting me. And so right. Jesse gets to, like, read the paper. <laughs> well, right, but that, I mean, that's what I was going to say is that's what I, they, like, that's the trap, I feel like, that happens. Yeah. And I and I don't think that the other people involved are aware of it either. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think you're even really, like, as a modern you, I mean, the universal yeah. you, yeah. are aware of it. But, like, when... You, it winds up becoming whoever's there to be the support person. Yeah. You as the mom still wind up being... You're either with, I'm going to use yeah. you guys as an example, yeah. you and Jesse watching the kids, yeah. or you and your sister yeah. watching the kids, exactly. or you yeah. and the grandparents watching yeah. the kids. You're still always there, so you're not getting that walk away break. I know. And and again, I think it's like super subconscious, and I don't think everybody's aware of it, mm-hmm. because on one level you are kind of getting a break, mm-hmm. but it's that- You get help. But the but, paper. Yeah. You see them reading the paper. And I know. Like, I know. Even But it's like I I know, but it's it's kind of it's really confusing because yes. it's like I would I was sitting there thinking about this in the moment. I was aware of it. And I was like, mm. what would I do differently? Because okay, the one time that right. I just escaped, I did have a massage. Like I scheduled nice. a massage, I went and got a massage, it was great. But like the rest of the trip, there were those moments and I was sitting there thinking, like, well what what would I do right now? Like would I leave by myself and like go for a hike? Or like would I like I yeah. mean I I and I could have, but it's it's kind of like Stockholm syndrome, you know. It's like I am <laughs> I'm very just attached to all of these people. Like these people, I'm here to go on vacation with these people, and like as much as yeah, I wish somebody else was kind of like taking charge. It's like I am somehow I'm the boss of all of this. Yeah, but like you know it's what? all up to me to say. You know what I mean? I know like, I do, but I mean like, but I think I know that for me. I just want to sit and read the paper and not have the end at the same level of interruption. Like uh-huh. I want, I, I'm with you. I like to be in my house. Yeah. I like to be around my family. Strangely, yeah. But I like. I know you that if I were to go sit and start sewing, yeah. or go yeah. sit and read the paper, or go yeah. like do this like little project yeah. that is within the confines of the house, it's still going to be like if. I, like, if Stefan was reading the paper, for yeah. example, um, this elusive paper that we never have, but if he was reading the paper, like, they would just come to me first. Like, he yeah. would, you know, or yeah. I would step in and defer. Yeah. And I, and deflect. Right. And I don't think, like, I had this moment um, with Stefan. I think this plays into it. I had a yeah. moment recently 
where I can't remember what triggered it, but like he was out or he he was doing something. And, and I, without, I think he was like running to the store mm-hmm. and I, without the kids. And I just like realized that I don't think he appreciates or a lot of people mm-hmm. who, who are not the primary caregiver appreciates how precious that alone, that time without the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't mean one's napping in another room mm-hmm. and the other one's out on a walk with you. I mean real honest to God, time without the kids to reset your brain. Yeah. And I feel a little bit like the reading the paper, like when you're on vacation or like suddenly, mm-hmm. suddenly, suddenly like even the smallest yeah. amount of no one is calling on me time becomes like super important. And I think it's really easy for the people around you or us to just not even connect it. Totally. You know, like, to like and it's not, that's not a bad thing. That's not yeah. like they're being evil or being rude. Yeah. I, I think it's like the downside of the, like, n- new baby. Like, it mm-hmm. is your job to keep them alive. You are the primary mm-hmm. feeder if that's how it's set up in your house. Mm-hmm. Um so you can't, like, I'm like, I just want to go swimming or I just want to mm-hmm. go on a hike. And right now I can't. Like, right now I just can't. Mm-hmm. The baby don't take a bottle. Try my hardest to make the baby take the bottle, you know. And, you know, I could also comment on the fact that, like, I've totally become that person who I can remember people saying to me when, like, if you were describing the situation to me mm-hmm. and I'd be like, just leave. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. And, you know, and if you were to say, mm, no, they freak out without yeah. me or whatever, I'd be like, oh, fuck you. That's yeah. not true. That is you doing that to you. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm in this situation where my kid really screams. I mean, I come home from the babysitter will say, you know, I went fine, except he started screaming and then screamed for two and a half hours. Oh. You know, like it didn't stop. Yeah. You know, and like, or, you know. Does that uh, make you feel crazy? Yeah, it makes when you're me feel away, like, yeah, like, then it makes me feel like, like I'm right now knowing yeah. that my kid could possibly be nonstop screaming. Yeah. And no one's exaggerating. No right. one's like, it's not a lie that yeah. my kid's screaming for two hours straight. Oh, oh, and it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And it's, it's then because you're, you're not there. And it's because it, he never does that with me. But yeah, okay. He so never when, does as soon it. as you get there, he's like, okay, he's mom. Totally is here. Fine. Oh my God. I know. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that I'm like, again, I, I was so judgy about it when yeah, I was on the other side of it. Like when my first kid had no <laughs> so problem. It always happens. And I I'm know. like, yeah, it's your problem. So now with all that new information mm-hmm. and hearing your situation, mm-hmm. I think they're – I know that for me, there's I'm like in this crazy place of I have nothing mm-hmm. for myself right now. Yeah. You know, like, right. oh, good, I get to put up a fence around the garden so the cat stops taking a shit in it. And I've got 20 <laughs> minutes to do it, you know, to work with chicken wire and a staple guy. Yeah. Because that needs to happen or yeah. that whole project's down the drain. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the same thing as— I know. Even—I I think even, like, having a job, even having yeah. work to do, like, if the only thing that you get to do when you're away from your kids is work— that's right. not even if something it's the best for job you. in the world. Yeah, right. Even if it's not free, it's not just for you. It's not for you. Yeah, and my... people get really confused about that. Yeah, and I think that plays a lot into that whole like bullshit mommy war shit. Yeah, where people are like, "Well, you're not with your kids," or "You're with your kids." Like, yeah. I mean, like there's this confusion that like yeah. either is something that's purely selfish Mm-mm. and yeah. purely like rewarding for no. yourself. Yeah, like yeah, I get it that if you're at work, you can go get a coffee. You know, that's kind of yeah. nice. You know, and I'm with my kids. I do get like five minutes of, you know, I get a chance yeah. to catch up on a show maybe I want to yeah. watch. But there's, that's not the same no, thing. Like yeah. neither person is in yeah. a situation in which you're getting I know anything personal. 
I know. And 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 then people and wonder why we can't have conversations with people. I know. I know. Or you're just yelling at people. Well, it's just we're in the like the bubble basically. Like it's just and it's it's kind of scary because I feel like I'm so deep in it right now that I, I'm definitely in that place where I don't know what I would do with time. And that and is, I think this. that, yeah. yeah. And, and we're I back think, to it. But I think that makes it worse because then you're not working very hard to find those times and to mm. make that time for yourself because you're like, well, what would I do with that anyway? It's a weird, you know, it's, it's a weird depression thing where it's not like you're like, I mean, it's all the same symptoms of like yeah. depression. Yeah. But it's not depression. It's not depression. Yeah. It's not that. But yeah. it's that weird thing of like, I really need this for myself. Yeah. But what the hell would I do yeah. once I get it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we spent that whole show. And like, it... and fear of it being really unsatisfying, basically. <laughs> like, and, right. and then, or fear of it being great and knowing that it's not going to happen again for another, like, three yeah. months or right, something. Right, right. Like, or, like, for me, I get super stressed out that, like, my time is ticking and I've already yeah. wasted, like, 15 yeah. minutes of it trying to get out of the house. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, like, Jesse was getting ready to go on his trip, and I was just crying. Yeah. Like, I was just crying, and he's like, you're doing a great job. Like, yeah. it's gonna be fine. You know, you, you you know, don't worry about it. Like, and he, he said, like, he said, like, you can only do as much as you can right. do. And I was like, no, because I can't, I, it's not, there's, there's more to do, like, not just my to-do list. Right. It's like, I said, it's never ending. And he's like, yeah. well, I know it's never ending, but, like, it's up to you when to stop and, like, take a break. And I was like, no, no. there's no stopping. It's always going because nobody's ever sleeping for more than a certain amount of, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's no, there just is no, it's just going. It's like, it's like a, it's like, I don't know what, it's like a steam engine. Yeah, it's like, it, it just goes. Stop. There's no... There is no like, okay, I've had enough. I need to rest yeah, now. It's like, not it's like just... not doing the laundry suddenly right. clears off the list. No. Because there's a, it's like two universes happening at once, draining you. There are the kids, yeah. which is nonstop, yeah. sleep or no sleep. Yeah. That is its own universe yeah. of like working. It's just always there. And then there's the work. Right. There's, you know, any work that you're doing and or any normal chore house thing that yeah. you're doing. Like, Stefan, like last week, there was this moment where like, I don't know, Catherine Bell took forever to get, like, out of school. You know, like, she was yeah. just, like, dragging, wanted to do everything. You know, the nap time for Ellis had just not worked out, and he didn't go to sleep in the car on the way home. Like, we got home, and I had to immediately feed him. That feeding took, like, 30 minutes, and he didn't get, usually, like, I feed him, he goes to sleep, and I cook dinner. But, like, that was taking forever, and I was, like, looking around, and the kitchen island was covered in, like, a, a mound of clean, yet totally unfolded laundry, mm. like, stuff from lunch, you know, like the groceries that hadn't been unpacked mm-hmm. from earlier that day. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, like the den is just filled again with all those seating devices oh I God. have for the child. Like I yeah. couldn't see from one end to the other. Yeah. And my brain is like, I, I, I yeah. you know, like I'm already out of do? the seat. Yeah. And it was making me, and then it made me like crazy. Yeah. It makes you crazy. It made me crazy. And I'm yeah. still like. And I've got 30 minutes now because he's eating so long yeah. to get dinner ready. And yeah. it's, and what we've got planned, thanks yeah. pre-planning, yeah. is something that takes more than 30 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just... So there is no stop. There's no, yeah. like, there... It's a weird thing. Yeah. And you don't want to... Like, it's not like we're martyrs. It's not like no, we're no. like... It's not like I can never stop. But yeah. it's not... Right now, as you said, in this bubble, it's incredibly hard to find that moment. Yeah. And 
And I think maybe, maybe I know I kind of forgot. I know that, you know, you can go back and listen to that first show where we mm-hmm. talk about this. And this was something I really dealt with pretty hard the first time of not feeling like I was connected with myself at all. Yeah. This time I was at least prepared yeah. that that was going to happen. But it, it hasn't changed it. Right. <laughs> I know. Like, it, no, no problem has been solved. It right. just, like, is what it is. But that's, I mean, that in a weird way is, like, the flip side of what is so actually can be very comforting about this, mm-hmm. which is this is a moment in time. It mm-hmm. really is going to end. I right. mean, absolutely. There's no stopping it from <laughs> change. I mean, li- right, like yeah. time is going so fucking fast right now, too. Yeah. And like, it's just going to be we're going to be on to the next thing. It's like, going to be in different. a few months, you know, right. and like, yeah, it's like you don't you don't even though it sucks that like you can't just fix it. You don't have to fix it because it's going to fix itself. Like it's gonna it's right you know what i'm saying right like to me at least that's like a little bit of just okay (laughs) like i can just like live and like keep going moment to moment right you know yes despite despite not taking away from that feeling of oh my god (laughs) i just want a pair of pants that fit right or a pair of shoes that don't stink Mm -hmm. or just like something what's my name what, yeah, something to not be broken that's important to me and for me to be okay with. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, let's put all this off on our guest today. Yes. And uh, make him fix all our problems. Mm-hmm. Or let's just go out for some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Hey, Carrie. Hey, it's me, your co-host. Oh, yeah. We have a show, don't we? We have a show. Oh, no, Ross oh, and no, Carrie. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. It's about undercover investigations of fringe groups. Yeah, like the Tony Alamo Ministries cult. Yep. That's led by a pedophile. He's in jail. He's in jail. Also, we became Mormons. We became Raelians, which is a UFO group. That's right. We, we joined the Ordo Templi Orientis. Yes. The 9-11 Truthers. We got cupped. We got acupunctured. We got Reiki. We've Pretty much anything that you've heard of and been like, that that doesn't sound quite right. We've done that. So you don't have to do it. So if you want to hear about this, and you should, then go to MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time. Great. Best time of the show. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Lay it on me. Oh, um, yeah. I, I alluded to this, but I got a massage oh. on our trip, and it was like the best massage I've ever had. It was. I know. No, I will like. Ref- I will send you to drive to this place ninety minutes away to go get a massage from this woman. It was totally amazing. There was like. I have this thing where when I go get a massage, I always end up talking to the massage uh, therapist and becoming their friend. Right. And I spend the entire massage just like chatting. And then right. when, and then suddenly it's over and I'm like, I didn't even like relax yeah. or breathe or like get anything worked out. 
Right. And so this time I said, like, I'm not, I don't care what this person thinks of me. I'm going to get a fucking massage. <laughs> and so I just chilled out and I didn't, like, I didn't, I obviously, like, answered right. questions or whatever, but I didn't, like, engage you in a whole. try to become best friends. Yes. Right. Uh, thank you. And um, <laughs> And so I was having this amazing massage and, like, at one point, at one point, I think I just, like, let out, like, a, a sigh. And she goes, I know. <laughs> it was so amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, all right. My genius. So when we are able to do cocktail hour, mm-hmm. even if it's just me and Stefan, uh, this is a this is a good, oldie but goodie, and we just did it again yesterday. I forgot mm-hmm. how good this was. So you know we have Catherine Bell who's just like, "What's going on, guys?" Yeah. Which is can put a cramp in the yeah. how relaxing cocktail hour can be. Yeah. So we always have pretzels. We always get like pretzels. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you t- I take three pretzels. Mm-hmm. One is long. I bite one so that it's medium length, and I bite the last one so that it's short. And I put them in my hands, mm-hmm. and then she has to pick. And each pretzel has, like, a thing that she's mm-hmm. got to do. So if she gets the long pretzel, she's got to make up a song, mm-hmm. okay, which is always amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's the short pretzel, I don't know, she's got to go in and put on the fanciest outfit that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she picks the medium pretzel, she's got to go draw us a picture, right? Either way, wow. these are all things. You're sending that, her away. Sending her away. And, she, and it's a game. And so she thinks it's, like, big fun. And then she comes out, and, like, one of the ones... Ones, you know, she gets to do something around us or with us. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, again! And I'm yeah. like, absolutely. And like, just pass it over to Stefan. Stefan, it's your turn to name what each one will be. And like the first time, the first time it was his turn, he didn't get it. And I was like, send her inside. Yeah. Send her inside for one. Because he's yeah. like, he's like, I don't know, do a cartwheel in the front yard. I'm like, yeah. get her inside yeah. the house. But um, anyway, so that was, that was genius. That's so genius. That was, and that, I love just, it. Uh, in terms of time, we've been doing that for like almost a year and a half. Awesome. Most of those sometimes are kind of when they're younger mm-hmm. with us, but mm-hmm. still, it's go pick flowers, go yeah. find ten rocks, yeah. go like whatever. Can manage that. <sighs> hey, Biz and Teresa, I am a nanny to the most amazing nine-year-old boy. I love him to pieces. I could go on and on about him. Um, I get him up and ready for school in the morning, pack his lunch, and then I pick him up from school and do homework till his mom gets home. This kid, though is the pickiest eater I've ever met. And on top of that, he takes medication in the morning that like completely kills his appetite through most of the day. As a result, he comes home with a completely full lunchbox like every day without fail. Um, I've gone through everything from crackers and peanut butter to pasta, nothing sticks, it all comes home, it all goes to waste. It occurred to me this week that he loves Cheerios and milk. I mean, it's our go-to snack, it's what we always eat. Um, and so this week I started taking the Cheerios and putting them in a Tupperware container and told him to just pour the milk that I usually pack him in his lunch onto the Cheerios and have that for lunch. This week he has eaten lunch every single day, empty lunchbox. I know he's getting fed. He's happy. I'm so excited. Genius moment. That's awesome. It's so That's amazing. Good. Like there's so many great things about this. Yeah. Like one super nanny. Yeah. Fucking great job! I know. I mean, that's just amazing. And uh, and I, this kid's mom. Mm-hmm. I hope you feel like a champion. I know. You know, that that you you've have got this somebody taking care, taking care of you. I, I mean, like that's just such an amazing thing. Like, what that's a happy awesome. universe that is. Yeah. And two, great job figuring that yeah. out. The fact that he went from eating nothing during the day to eating yeah. like a, an actual meal. Yeah. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. Good. That yeah. is genius. And I will remember that for yeah. myself. Good job. Um, good job. Failures. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what parenting's That's all about. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> fail. 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 You suck. Go for it, Teresa. Uh, a couple days ago was Jesse's birthday. Hey, happy yeah. birthday, Jesse. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Happy birthday, Jesse. Um, yeah, and so he was working that day, and it was one of my days uh, home alone with both the kids. Mm. And I was like, I can, if if all we have to do today is like get birthday stuff ready yeah. for him by the time he gets home, like we can handle that. Like right. we have all day to do it. We're going to bake a cake. We're going to wrap some presents. Like we'd already had a couple, <laughs> gotten a couple things. We're going to wrap some presents. We're going to make cards for him and, uh, you know, frost the cake and have everything like ready for when he walks in the door. Right. Well, we actually had like a pretty productive morning and Ooh. Simon was helping me with, you know, all of the baking and all that stuff. And we actually had everything done by like 1 p.m. Wow. Which was would be really awesome because I, I was trying to front load it because I had yeah. no idea how long things were going to take. Yeah. Like how, you know. But so everything's like ready by 1, p- <laughs> by 1 p.m. And I wasn't exactly sure when Jesse was going to get home. <laughs> so we kind of like didn't really want to go anywhere because we didn't want to like not right. be there for him to celebrate with him. And um, Simon, ever since this Easter, this past Easter, he now mm. understands sugar. Yeah. Like, this was the holiday is... that did it. Like, this was, like, he's gotten to, like, have candy right. before, but, like, never enough where he's, like, actually put two and two together. Like, I want this more is crack. This. Like, yeah. I need to have this all the time, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and now he gets it. Yeah. He's, like, on top of it. And he knows what things have that. And, like, right. cake is one of those things. He wants, if he knows that cake is going to be in his future... So from like 1 p.m. when the cake is ready oh God. to Jesse walking in the door at like 5.30, Simon, like he wouldn't even leave the kitchen. Wow. He wouldn't. I couldn't get him to the rest of the house. I couldn't get him to play on his playing on his own was out of the question. Right. I couldn't even come up with something yeah. for him to do. I, I, I don't know how many times I said. I think you need something to do. Like, would you like to do a puzzle with me? Would you like to read books? Should we go for a walk? Let's right. go for a walk. Let's go play outside. Let's go. To, like, I stopped even offering things. I said, I changed it to, let's go do this. Let's go do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't want to do any of it. And anytime I tried to get him, like, away from the, he knew we couldn't have it until right. he comes home. But he keeps kind of teetering in there and saying, uh... let me see if I think maybe daddy's home. Let me see. <laughs> It's time to light the candles. I mean, it was like the most agonizing four hours of my entire life. That's awful. Thank you. Good job being so prepared with cake. I know. (laughs) Dick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So I referenced my fail at the beginning that we set up the crib crib this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fail is that we had to set the crib up really fast because uh, I may have mentioned Ellis has been sleeping very poorly for a while, and it's because he really pretty much outgrew that cradle. I don't think either of us, one of us, were paying enough attention. But we woke up one night hearing him be like, uh, uh, you know, that sort of like mm-hmm. fussing in the night, and we go look, and he's just like kind of 
fish flopped himself because he's still swaddled, just mm-hmm. fish flopped himself. So it's like perpendicular yeah. in the cradle. And that is that is like half his body length. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. like so he's, yeah, head, he's like yeah. squished. Yeah. And it was like Steph and I look at each other and we're like, we we're gonna have to put this together like Next, no. and the only time we can do yeah. it was like the next week is so we have to like wait this whole week. Oh, yeah. And then we pulled out the travel bed and like life goes on. Yeah. But like it was just like, oops. Yeah. Not paying close enough attention to the growth of my child. <laughs> Whoops. And. Hi, Biz and Teresa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my 13 month old just ate the grossest thing he's ever eaten. He's totally fine for it, but. I was getting ready for work in the bathroom, and he loves to come in there and play um, with the toilet lid. He likes to open and close it. And, you know, I think that's pretty gross because I don't really know if he should be playing with the toilet lid because it's what happens on the toilet. (laughs) So I was constantly, like, dragging him out of the bathroom, putting him into my office, which is right across the hallway where he has toys to play with. Um, But he would keep coming back in and playing with the toilet lid. And I would drag him back in the office. And then this last time I dragged him back in the office, he stayed in there for a little while longer. And uh, when I went in to check on him, because I couldn't see him through the doorway, I noticed a big pile of regurgitated cat food that was somewhat disrupted. And my son had um, the look on his face like he was just a satisfied customer. Oh, my God. So, yeah, pretty sure my son just ate some cat food that my cat ate and then threw up on the floor, which he does often. Um, but he's the one that usually eats it. But now, apparently, he's taught my son to eat the regurgitated cat food as well. Oh, my God. The look God. on our sound engineer, Lindsay's yeah. face right now is just the greatest. She's, she's, like, she's gray. Just pale. Yeah, gray. gray would be the word. I'm like, whatever. Like, I got cats. Like, whatever. It's just cat food. You just get out. It's like a little, like a little baby bird. <laughs> cat is just regurgitating it back into. I'm sure that some celebrity does that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's sure. gross. That's fucking disgusting. Way to keep your cat out of the yeah. toilet. Yeah. I just put him right in the middle of the cat yeah. pick. <laughs> neither, neither one a win. Gross. And what are you doing, getting ready in a bathroom anyway? Yeah, you yeah. don't have to get ready. You're a mom. Yeah. You're ruined. Mom, I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes. Let's call somebody who can help us. Please. <laughs> This week, our guest today really needs no introduction. He is the author of The Happiest Baby on the Block and The Happiest Toddler on the Block, and let's face it, the man who has saved our sanity on many occasions. Welcome, Dr. Karp. Thanks. Thanks so much. Really happy to be with you. Well, thank you very much. We uh, we posted on our Facebook page that we were going to have you on as a guest, and hey, did anybody have any questions? And um, people are still asking questions yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. Three weeks from now, they'll still be asking questions. But um, the first question we always ask our guests uh, on the show is, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? Yeah. It's uh, myself, my wife, and my brother-in-law. But we share the office with my office staff, so I kind of live with them 
half the time because they're in the house half the day. <laughs> oh, I've been there. Yeah, it's communal. <laughs> We're going to start off with the happiest baby on the block. And for, you know, I don't know, the two people listening who have not read the book, I was hoping you could maybe give us a quick view, overview of the five S's, which is really sort of the core of the book. Sure. Well, and first, let me just say that there is a book, The Happiest Baby on the Block, but what most parents find is the most helpful is actually the DVD. Because mm. learning how to calm your baby and get an extra hour or two of sleep is really a technique, kind of like learning how to tie your shoelaces. So you learn it better by watching than by reading a 200-page book. So um, um, so the DVD and the, our special CD of white noise, which I can talk to you about later on, are really the key tools. But anyway, so the, the idea that's behind The Happiest Baby is that um, in a weird sort of a way, our babies are born three months before they're ready for the world. I mean, God knows most women are ready to deliver at seven or eight months, <laughs> but babies really, uh, if you look at a baby horse, they can run the first day of life. But a baby human being is very immature by comparison, and they, you know, they need to be held and rocked and shushed. And in, in fact, your job is to be one big walking uterus for the first <laughs> Maybe the four most months. depressing thing yeah. I've <laughs> ever, ever said to us. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you, there's nothing that gives you respect for your uterus is seeing how much time it takes all day long to take care of a one-month-old. But, but here's the thing. It turns out when you imitate, the womb is, it's weird. People think it's quiet and still in there. It's actually a symphony of sensations. It's, the sound is like this louder than a vacuum cleaner. There's constant, <coughs> excuse me, constant jiggly motion. They're being fed every second and held every second. So it turns out when you do five steps called the five S's that imitate the baby's experience in the womb, uh, the sound, the motion, the holding, you can literally almost flip a switch and you can turn on a baby's calming reflex that helps you calm most babies, even colicky babies, in, in usually in minutes or seconds. And you can help add, like I said, an hour to two to the baby's sleep at night. So we now have over 3,000 Happiest Baby Educators teaching this in hospitals and clinics um, across the country and in 25 other nations. No, it, it's amazing. My, my husband and I got the book with our first daughter, who's uh, now four, and, you know, I remember it was like next to the next to the bedside table and we we're probably like a weekend and it was like two in the morning. And I was like, get the book. You get it. Get it right now. And like, <laughs> and and then we had our second, and it, you know, worked miracles. And we had our second child and my husband, I was like, we got to go get the book. We got to get the book out of storage. Get the book. And he was like, we remember. And again, again we we're like two days in and I was like. Get in the garage and get the book right now. We do not remember this correctly. There really is a technique to it, and um, yeah. And I, I sometimes wish you had an extra chapter in there just about how to not be horribly embarrassed by how loud you might have to be to shush. Yeah, the shushing is really loud. Again, that's one of the reasons. So, two of the things you said are so important. One is it is way louder than you think you should yes. do it. Um, number two, guys, men by and large, are terrible at breastfeeding. But, <laughs> but we are super good at baby calming. Yes. And guys get all over this technique. And usually the best baby calmers in the family. But, again, they learn it by watching 
they learn how loud to shush by watching, and they learn how to do the swaddling and the other things by watching much, much better. It's really hard for anybody to sit down and read a 200-page book. It just doesn't happen very often. But watching a half-hour DVD, and it's kind of funny and entertaining, <laughs> I think. So that really turns out to be the key teaching tool. Well, um, one of the questions we got from a lot of our listeners, and I actually am going through this right now with my uh, five-month-old, is so we've mastered our uh, we've mastered a lot of the techniques to help our baby sleep and to be quieted and comforted. And one of those is swaddling. It's the it's the transitioning out of swaddling, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure it's different for like every baby. I know that's a that's a good answer. It's different for every baby, but um, how do you calmly and like how do you how do you help transition a baby from or know when it's time yeah, to start that? How do you know that? when when your baby's done being swaddled? Yeah, yeah, great question. And it turns out there are some tricks to this. And in fact, I wrote a book two years ago called The Happiest Baby Guide to Great Sleep. <laughs> and that talks about helping babies sleep through the first five years of life because there's yeah. so much mythology about this, like the idea that you have to let a baby cry it out or a toddler, you know, you have to let them cry it out. turns out there are way easier solutions that don't involve um, heavy-duty conflict. But um, it turns out that one of the biggest mistakes parents make in the beginning is they use swaddling maybe, but they think they don't need white noise. Oh, my baby sleeps so well swaddled. I don't need that white noise. Well, oh, yes, you do, because the white noise keeps the baby sleeping better during the first months. And then when you wean the swaddling, which is usually around four months, maybe five months, when you wean the swaddling, if a baby is suddenly in a quiet room unswaddled, boom. They start waking up all over again. But if they have the white noise, that's like a teddy bear of sound that helps them stay asleep longer. So the key is to use white noise. And then the key is to understand that not all white noise is the same. And this is something that a lot of people don't know about yet, that it turns out there are two different types of white noise that have totally opposite effects. One wakes you up, one puts you to sleep. Oh, no. (laughs) And so it turns out most of the white noise apps and the white noise machines actually have the wrong sound. In other words, high-pitched sounds, that wakes you up. High-pitched sounds like alarms, beepers, screams, sirens, that gets your attention. Those are good for calming a crying baby, but they're not good for promoting sleep. You need low-pitch rumbly sounds, like the same sound in a train and a plane and a car. Those things put you to sleep. And so we made a CD of white noise where we have three sounds that are specially engineered, unique sounds that are especially effective for calming crying babies, and three sounds where we filtered out the high pitch and made them especially rumbly and low pitch that make it very much like the sound in the womb that promotes sleep. Because in the womb, remember, your baby's underwater. So they're hearing things like this. You know, all the high pitch gets filtered out. One of the other books that you wrote was uh, The Happiest Toddler on the Block, which I immediately mm-hmm. ran out and got the moment when my child, my first child, be- began to toddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and heaven forbid... I did not want to do what I wanted her to do all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess Teresa and I both were talking about this before the show. Uh, one of the things about the happiest tile on the block is you talk about a way of communicating with your with your toddler right. that is sort of similar to a caveman. And, and you know, all, all funny aside, I had a really hard time trying to understand the difference between 
talking to my child in a way that they will be able to understand and feeling like I'm talking down to my child. Yeah, yeah. Um, help me help me understand that because that was like sure. a, that was one of those things that I couldn't call you and ask you uh, when my <laughs> well, child was Well, you know, and that, again, is exactly why I made a DVD, <laughs> Happiest Toddler on the Block DVD, because <laughs> with, with the baby stuff, the book, I mean, the book is good. I'm not dissing my own book, but the DVD is really the key with the CD of White Noise. But for toddlers, it's the DVD first, and then the book has a lot more information because the DVD in a half hour allows you to kind of see the really how the technique works and how it's applied because it's easy to do these things incorrectly and when you do them wrong they have no effect or actually they make kids flip out even more so there's a subtlety to this technique that all good preschool teachers know already but unless you've been around toddlers a lot you don't know these techniques so the key concept for babies is the fourth trimester, that they're really born three months too soon. The key concept for toddlers is, to- and when I say toddlers, I mean starting at eight or nine months, going up to five years, six years, 47 years of age, right. something in that general range. <laughs> and and it, the key for toddlers is that young kids are not really, toddlers, I should say, are not really little children but they are little cavemen. They are primitives. They are uncivilized. And your job as a parent is to civilize them, to teach them to say please and thank you and wait in line and share their toys. But they're not born knowing those things. That's something you have to teach them. So like I like to tell people, parents, if your 12-year-old spits in your face, you have very serious problems. If your 2-year-old spits in your face, you're dealing with a Neanderthal. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but don't think that that means you're a terrible parent or you have a devil child, you know. Um, what, what happens is all of us, when we get upset, we turn off our left brain. We become less logical, less reasonable, less eloquent, less patient. In fact, we call that going ape in our culture. <laughs> And so when you're dealing with someone who's upset, you don't just have nice, calm, normal phrases. You don't say, if you were mad at me, I wouldn't say, oh, that's very upsetting. I understand why you feel that way. You know, (laughs) you really want to smack me when when I talk to you like that. (laughs) On the other hand, if I use short phrases, lots of repetition, and mirror just a third of your feelings in my tone of voice and gestures, it would feel better. So if I said something like, look, Teresa, I get it. I get it. I, I'm sorry. I'm really, really I see you're upset. I apologize. I, I mean, it was a disaster. I'll tell you what happened. But I want you to know I really, really, really see how upset you are. I put you in a bad situation, and I deeply apologize. See how much repetition there was there and, and a little bit of emotion and very short phrases. So that's the way we speak to our little kids when they're upset. And this is the biggest mistake that parents make in our culture. When our kids are frightened or frustrated, we either scream at them, you know, stop it now, or out of our love, we speak to them in this kind of pseudo-patronizing way where we say, honey, calm down, calm down, sweetheart. Our hands are open as if we're saying stop to them. Calm down, calm down. Honey, I'll get you another ice cream. It's okay, it's okay. And we try to talk them into calm by being more calm ourselves. But if A child is very upset. When you speak in that voice, it's like me using that patronizing voice with you when you're upset. We have to use short phrases, repetition. It's called toddlery, short phrases, Mm -hmm. repetition, and a third of their feelings. So you might say if the child wants a cookie before dinner, 
rather than saying, no cookies, honey, we don't have cookies before dinner, we say something like, point to the cookie, go, cookie, cookie, you want the cookie, you want it now, you say, my cookie, you love those cookies, you say, cookie now, mommy, six or eight times. And then as they start calming down, then you get to your normal, regular communication. So does it feel like baby talk? Hell yeah, it feels like baby (laughs) talk. But you're talking to someone whose brain is turned off. You can talk like the professor if you want, but they're not going to get it because their left brain shut off. As they calm down, then you bring in your more mature conversation. All right. So help us understand, because I know part of this is also power struggles. You bet. I mean, I mean, I feel like that started the moment both of my children were in utero. Um, just and which side of the family did they get that from? Uh, oh, me. Oh, no. And here's the worst part is it's me. I know. I know. I know exactly who I am and the children that I am raising. Um, well, like they say, you don't get a, a Cocker Spaniel from two Dobermans. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> no, I get two genius children. Um <laughs> Uh, with uh, with unlimited patience, um, I guess with the, when it comes to the power struggle, I totally understand the toddler's perspective of the power. I mean, they want. I mean, I, I get it. I can I can kind of empathize. I guess help me as the parent who should have a better understanding of my own power struggles that mm-hmm. are starting. Mm-hmm. How can how do I curb my power struggles, and yet at the same time not be giving in to, right. you know, I am, the, I am the only boss you will ever know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, but, and you have to. As a parent, you have to establish rules. You have to uh, establish limits. And you have to establish discipline because it's going to save their lives someday that they listen to you. So that's a super important part of the job. But it has to be done with respect. So a couple of, couple of basic points. One basic point is nobody should raise a toddler by themselves. I'm talking about even a husband and a wife or even a husband and wife and nanny or two partners and a nanny, whatever. It turns out that, that you're supposed to raise a toddler with 10 people, your aunts, your uncles, your grandma, your next-door neighbor's older daughter, and everything like that. So for parents who are raising a 2-year-old or a 2-year-old and a baby, you've got to stop and give yourself a huge pat on the back because nobody was meant to do that on their own. You need help. That's number one. So part of the way we get help today is we get our kids into daycare or, you know, um, child care programs or things like that so that we can get a break and that the kids also can have a more interesting kind of environment because that's the second problem. They get bored out of their minds when they're at home with us. We think they just want to be with us. Well, you know, we're like <laughs> yesterday's fish when another three-year-old comes along, right? I mean, they, they could care less. They, they love us, but they really, you know, get bored. And so what happens is if you keep your two-year-old in the house all day, they're climbing the walls. And that's when they start misbehaving and challenging you because they're just so bored silly. So a big part of the problem, if you have the most hyperactive two-year-old and you run them around for eight hours a day, they're going to come home, eat and sleep, and be little angels. But it's when you, when you confine them in our boring houses with flat floors and flat walls, um, that's when they start you know, climbing the walls. 
So we'll be bringing them over to your house. Uh, in a <laughs> Bring it to my hours. backyard. We'll yeah, run ex- around the backyard. Expect us, expect us momentarily. <laughs> uh, Dr. Carp, we appreciate you so much for coming on. And we're going to yeah. link everybody up to everything that you've talked about today so that people can get a hold of some of these tools that you're offering. And uh, again, we appreciate it. And thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you again. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Rishikesh Hirway, and I have a podcast called Song Exploder. In each episode, a musician takes apart one of their songs and piece by piece tells you the story of how it was made. You get an inside look into the creative and technical process and a unique view of a song by hearing just the drums or just the guitars or, say, just a Wurlitzer piano. If you're a fan of music, if you make music, or if you just like to learn how things are made, come check it out on MaximumFun.org. Thanks. like this <laughs> ours, ours is actually <laughs> oh my god we should make like an audio our own dv her love uh, teresa and biz shush yeah. your children to sleep yeah or oh i like that i just thought it would be funny to hear like every family's different shush style like lined up one that after be, another that would be amazing so guys just leave us on our call yeah just call the call the call the hotline call our hotline and leave us how and you share shush. your shush share your shush we'll put together a little compilation um i would say that was really helpful and yeah, you know I, I wish i had thought about the dvd Four years ago when I was, like, trying to figure out how to put my child to sleep. I don't know yeah. why. We just, you know, again, four years ago, I swear the internet was still different. I think so. Um, um, I, what I'm stuck on is his comment about kids getting bored, and I'm wondering if it's too late for me to go back and tell the preschool <laughs> that Simon's going to be with them every day every all day. summer. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and what a horrible fact that there's two types of white noise. I swear we have, like, three machines going at once. Yeah. in the room all the time. We'll have to figure that out. So obviously I'm swaddling my child way too oh, long. Yeah, I guess I need to immediately run home right now and take the swaddle off my poor child. Well, you don't but swaddle. Maybe he can learn to use his arms. <laughs> I swaddle my kid. Naps. Yep. Sleep. That child is swaddled way more than not. And uh, I don't know. He sleeps 30 minutes a day. Isn't that normal? <laughs> 30 minute windows? Sure, it has nothing to do with the swaddling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, Dr. Carp, when should we stop swaddling our children? 30? Yeah. Is that okay? Is four okay? Anyway, that was helpful. Yes. Definitely. We may not. We, we just weren't that helpful, but he was helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know what's not helpful? What? Everything else that's related to motherhood. Let's listen to somebody have a breakdown. Okay. Okay. Oh, photographs. <laughs> So, first of all, photographs, why are they so expensive? You want me to pay how much for baby photos that look just like everybody else's? Oh, look, here's a cute little baby in a basket. Here's a cute little baby being held by mom and dad. Here's a cute little black and white picture of baby. And for how much? Wow. So, my husband and I have the absolute cutest four-month-old on the planet. And then looking back through pictures, and guess what? We don't have any pictures with our adorable little four-month-old. We have pictures of the baby with grandma and grandpa. We have pictures of the baby with aunts and uncles. Does mom and dad, do mom and dad have very many photos with baby? No, not really. 
So to solve this problem, when he turned about three and a half months old, I got fed up and decided to buy our own, very darn own camera and a tripod, and we've been taking our own photos to make sure that we have those precious memories with our baby. So the lesson is, from now on, if you're a mom, you're going over to visit a baby of somebody else's, you want to hold the baby, please, please, please take a couple minutes to say, hey, mom, hey, dad, how about we get a picture of all of you together so that you have something to keep. That's nice. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that's such a good idea. I, we we don't have like any family pictures that like yeah. Simon was supposed to bring a family photo to preschool to have like all the kids have a family yeah. photo. It was really hard for us to fi- like to get it together to have one with everybody. Yeah, because whenever people come over, you're always taking. It's true. You're always taking pictures of them holding your baby. Yeah. Like nobody takes a picture no of takes you guys. I do. Stephanie and I go out to things. I'm like, please take a picture of yeah. me with the baby. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And then we'll be like almost through the entire event and I'm just like bitter and sour that he hasn't taken a picture. And then I'm like, thanks. Did you have fun talking to people while I was with this baby looking beautiful, waiting for this angelic mother-son picture? Oh, good job, mom. Yeah. Good job. It's good. Good suggestions. Yeah. So what did we learn today? I know. What? <laughs> I think children is... Very difficult sometimes. <laughs> and where did my life go? Yeah. Where did the show go? I don't even know. I don't what even we know what about. we talked about on the show today. Um, I think we talked about uh, the fact that, in particular, this time is very hard with kids. Mm-hmm. So try and take it easy on yourself. Yeah. Partners, friends, everybody. Remember that the trip to the grocery store or, you know, the That does not equate to me time Mm -hmm. for mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, so try and help out a little bit uh, when it comes to making sure that she or he, whoever's the prime uh, caregiver, is getting some genuine alone time. Sometimes they don't want to be with you. Yeah. Sometimes they just want to be by themselves. Yes. No offense. Yep. What else? I was just thinking, you know, like we all have like good and hard days. I think it's just because I'm going through like such sleep deprivation right now. Mm-hmm. But like, Lord knows I could use some good jobs if I was out at Target falling asleep, you yeah. know, and like that kind of thing. So just keep an eye out for each other yeah. uh, as usual. Be patient with people, especially when they've got kids. It's always a good reminder to be patient with everybody because you never know what kind of day somebody's having. Yeah. Tell somebody they're doing a good job. Yeah. Tell yourself you're doing a good job. Teresa. You were doing a good job. Thank you. So were you. Thank you. And uh, everybody else, shut up. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Stefan and I do that to each other. (laughs) Shut it. Shut your mouth. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right.
We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not going down, Mama. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.